Welcome to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog, found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Kate Roth, a registered graphic designer and web developer with a focus on her client's corporate brand image. And we're going to discuss how she's created a market niche working with small businesses. And Kate joins us from Hamilton, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the invitation. You know, what I really loved about your story, Kate, is the fact that you're concentrating on small business owners. And I know that you've made a transition from corporate into entrepreneurship. And I'm sure that all started with education. So tell us our viewing and listening audience a little bit about how you became a registered graphic designer, because I had never even heard of that before. Yes, well, I'm actually still a provisional registered graphic designer, just for the record. I'm actually going for my full certification as we speak. It takes seven years before you are allowed to register no. as a graphic designer. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a registered graphic design association it's based in Toronto. And it's a beautiful community, giving so, much, so many resources to designers that are, you know, after graduation, a lot of us don't have a network, especially that design world has moved a lot into in-house and corporate, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. So every time I was hired for a job, I was always the only designer, always in-house, always, you know, my own thing. So the association really helped me out that way to still be connected to the design community, still up my skills all the time. I attend webinars, I attend conferences, right? So it's been a beautiful journey, but yes, it takes seven years to be able to register fully as a graphic designer with the association that includes education as well. In my case, that's a three-year college here at Mohawk in Hamilton. And four years post of yeah. work experience. I also have a few years back before college, but that actually yeah. doesn't count. So really? <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, the, the regulations are very strict. Yes, wow. I have wow. continuing education of OCAT in Toronto as well. And that, that was before the actual formal education. So yes, it takes a little while. And um, wow. I'm super happy that it does because, you know, yeah. the, the industry is not regulated. Well, you know, what's really interesting is that, as we all know, we all have uh, competition in the businesses or the industries in which we work. But uh, what I find is the most challenging as a small business owner is trying to make a connect the right connection and to even find people that, you know, sort of tick off all the boxes of the things that I'm looking for. So what I really found most interesting when I visited your website is you have this wonderful package concept where, you know, if I'm only interested in a certain number of services, I can, you know, work with you for those. If there's, you know, if I need a little bit more help, well, you have a little package that takes you to the next level. And then you can go with, you know, the full service package, which is really quite amazing. So why did you decide to create a market niche with small businesses, because I know in corporate, you were dealing with quite large brand organizations. So wh what made you decide that you wanted to work with folks like myself who were in a small business structure? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I, you know, because I'm a small business myself, right? And, and I always find, I, I wanted to bring design services to, to the people, if I can say so, right? Yeah. Like to yeah. be more accessible for right. small business owners or even medium-sized business owners. Agencies are amazing and they create amazing work and quality, but they often are very way out of budget for small businesses, right? So, and then there's like kind of like nothing in between 
and then there's some freelancers and maybe there's Fiverr now and there's AI now that can do it all for you. And, you know, like it, it kind of gets lost in translation what's going on. Mm -hmm. So that was really why I wanted to help out and, and focus on the service for small businesses that they to ensure they can still look good and also feel good about themselves. Because I always find with working with clients, once their branding is done, they're so empowered to go and do their thing. That really is a transformative journey, I would even say. You know what's even more important, and I think it's something that we forget as a small business owner, and that's to your point where you say, you know, you get you get all excited, you get this wonderful website up, you've decided on your corporate colors, you've got this great logo, and now you're off, you know, doing sales and business is chugging along, but we forget we have to update our website. Yes. <laughs> and right. we have to update our brand and our logo as well. It changes quickly yeah. these days. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's also what I wanted to provide as a service, the ongoing marketing help. The designer that you can call five years later and say, okay, I hate this now and what now, right? right. Or it's not working for me anymore. My business has changed so much. We need to adjust. We need to target a different audience. And you can still have a conversation with, with uh, agencies. Sometimes it's different. It's one time and we're kind of right. done thing, right? So, right. Right. Yeah, definitely. That ongoing support is important for me. So it, it gives us an indication. So here I am, I'm a small business owner, I started out, you know, we've got this wonderful website up, I'm off there making some sales. And now I've hit a bump in the road. And I think, uh Oh, now I need some more help. I need a brochure, or I need an online, you know, a PDF brochure that I can send out to clients as follow up. And, you know, I'm very confused. You know, we spent all this time creating and finding these wonderful images that represent who I am. Do I just give you a call and say, Oh my gosh, Kate, you won't believe I've got this potential great client, but I need some collateral. I don't have any collateral. What do I do? Yeah, pretty much. You give me a call <laughs> <laughs> or even, or even better email me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. definitely. I still like to provide those one-off services for small businesses, whether it's business cards, brochures, catalogs, anything like that, or just website maintenance and changing of the pages. That's still very much part of it. And uh, I'm actually launching a new service this year as well. That's monthly marketing plans. So if you have oh. ongoing needs that occur quite frequently during the year, right? Maybe you need flyers for trade shows. Maybe you need banners, all that. And you have an online store you need to keep updating all, all the time. So yeah, that I think will hit a whole other niche right now. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you found some changes in your client base with, you know, here we are post COVID, we're all trying to chug along, a lot of us are trying to get our head out of the sand and go, okay, you know, business is not the same as it was uh, a few years ago. So are you finding that there's some differences in your client base? Like, are people added? Are, are their attitudes changing? Is there some apprehension in terms of, you know, services for creative services? Um, I would, I, yes, definitely. I, def I see some things that I've seen before and, and yes, I do see a few new things. I feel like we are at this point now where people are more ready to go because they were pausing for two, three years. So, right. so there's a scope of that for sure. And that's great to see that it came back. So there's a big demand of just move forward. Let's go. Let's do this now. Right. And there's still a very large part of feeling even more overwhelmed than before in marketing, right. especially, right? Because like right. I said, there's so many things to do, to tackle, to decide on. Right. So, yeah. And especially if the costs and budgets has changed, maybe maybe there was stuff, maybe there's no stuff right now. They need to adjust and, and it all falls to one plate. So. 
So do you do brainstorm sessions? Because I would assume, you know, part of the creative process, I know even when I work with my clients or if I'm in my own art studio, you know, sometimes having somebody to bounce some ideas off of is a really great way to spark a new idea. So do you, do you offer brainstorming sessions to your clients so that they can kind of pick up the, the thread of maybe something that they've been saying or the notes they've been writing beside their bedside table, you know? Yes, uh, I do offer brand strategy services for my monthly clients moving okay. forward. Yes. And however, for branding, it, that is not the process that I have. Brainstorming is done internally with my team of freelancers oh. for the brand identity. But right. we go through a very, very deep dive in discovery process and interviews and getting to know the client and their business and their goals and vision and values, which pretty much is the brainstorming of that source. It's just the visual brainstorming right. happens later. Right. You know, one of the things that you mentioned in your story is, um, you know, when you transitioned from corporate into entrepreneurship, as you've already mentioned, you became a small business owner. So give us some indication as to how you feel. I mean, as a small business owner, I mean, clearly you can do your own website and, you know, handle all your <laughs> own uh, social media campaigns. But what are some of the things in the challenges that you find are really relevant? Of it now yes I, I fall to that to that second bucket of more overwhelmed people <laughs> 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 absolutely I my website I feel like it's always behind it's it's never updated enough and you know like and there's all that marketing I tell my clients to do that I also don't have time to do for my own business <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have to follow our that. own advice right <laughs> always it's always the thing right like oh yes I need to be doing this so <laughs> Definitely keeping it real that way. Yes, I do fall into overwhelmed. And then I'm hoping this changes a little bit this year as, as I have planned to finally expand my team as well. So you mentioned in also in your story that you participate in networking groups because I think, you know, a lot of folks are, you know, we have now we have these wonderful platforms where we can network online, you know, which is really wonderful. Yes. Sometimes we can, you know, meet people from all over the world. We certainly have that in the Share Your Story series where we meet quarterly. And it's really kind of cool because we get people from all over the world who join us. And, and we tend to find that, you know, we think we're so different from one another being in different industries, but we really have so many similarities. No. Yeah, we're right. very similar. Yeah, yeah isn't that the truth? <laughs> Absolutely. We so do you find that, are you ready to go back to in-person networking events? Like where's your comfort level? Because I certainly find that I have really become to appreciate the time factor of being yes. able to, right, I'm, I can work away and then, oh, I've got five minutes to, you know, jump onto this next Zoom call or whatever platform folks are using for networking. And I think this is fantastic. I can meet all these fantastic people and I literally am there in two seconds. And then I click myself out and I can start the follow-up. So is that something that, that you're using to try to expand your small business base? Yes, definitely. I, I do like the hybrid model. I like a little bit of both. I still feel that in person is very important and very crucial, 100%. And especially for networking and building relationships, uh, getting to know the people, you need to come out. You have to see the client. You have to see them where they're at in their office if they have office. But there are a lot of clients that I just meet online and I've never ever right. seen them. And even in the right. city, you know, like it just, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> we funny. got so used to the video. And yeah. like you said, I, I, I stuck my meetings sometimes mm -hmm. without breaks. And it's like, oh yeah, I just talked to eight people in eight hours. I didn't have yeah. to drive anywhere. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And yeah. it's, it's I very think convenient. That, 
Exactly. That's something that small business owners are really enjoying, you know, is this, as you mentioned, the hybrid model. I do agree, though. I do think that every once in a while we need to get out of our little cocoon and meet someone at a coffee shop or meet them for lunch and do the kind of face to face because there's nothing like the face to face connection. Right. Absolutely. You know, I always say reading people's body language is something exactly. else that, you know, you, you really can't do from the neck up. You know, that, you, you don't have exactly the, it. Yeah. Right? And it's very crucial for branding journey, too. Because Have I you... pick up on a lot of clues, right, from from all that you just mentioned. And for networking as well, like, I, as you know, I'm part of BNI Group in, in Stony Creek, right? And we meet still once a month in person. I enjoy those meetings so much more than Zoom meetings. It's just such a different energy. That's the point, right? Yeah. That is the, it's that, the human connection that we get mm. and the energy that we share when we're face-to-face -face doesn't really translate over the screen. Yeah. The same with um, the chamber. Yeah, it's, it's really different. Absolutely. So I, I enjoy both. Have you found that the networking groups that, so for those who may be sitting in our viewing and listening audience and, you know, they're just coming out of uh, a college or a university program and they're just getting ready to start, you know, building a business and they've got this great idea. And they think, okay, where do I start? You know, I, I've got colleagues that are from, or who are leaving school, but we're all in the same boat. They're all starting businesses all at the same time. So they're all looking to do the same thing. Is there some tips that you could provide to those small business owners who are just starting out? What would be, the, the, in your opinion, the most critical thing for them to work on? If there was a one, two, three, what would be the one, two, three? Networking is definitely number one and talking to people. The more people you talk to, the better. The more you'll learn, the quicker you'll learn. Maybe you will be able to shadow somebody or, or meet a mentor, right? Like I met a mentor for my RGD association right away. I got a mentor right after school. Um, so that definitely is, is building those connections, being with people, seeing how other businesses run, what can be done. It gives you ideas, it energizes you and gives you connections as well. Hopefully you develop some connections, somebody hires you for one project, then you get another one, then it just, it's a snowball effect, right. as I always say, right? The more, right. the more you do, the more people talk about you and then the more projects you have. So right. networking and building relationships, those two, 100%, 100%, okay. um, one, two, three. That's I think two already. <laughs> <laughs> and what about really? your visual image? Visual image first. Visual image very important. Uh, when I when I work with startups, I always try to say, try and get out there first. You don't have to actually have your visual brand identity figured out before you start your business. Oh, that's oh. fantastic! Actually, on the on the contrary, that that can stop you from doing things. I know so many entrepreneurs that say, "Oh, I don't have business cards. I can't go to the meeting." Oh, yes, you can. Yeah, it might get a little bit awkward when somebody asks you for a business card. You just say, well, you know, can you give me yours? I'll connect with you by email. And, and you have yourself next one in the next meeting. It's, there's nothing right. wrong with that. How many times do we just forget the cards? Because yes. nowadays, who has cards, right? Right. So no, that is a barrier to startups sometimes because they want to have it all figured out. And that's not necessarily the best time to start yet because the business changes so quickly when the first two, three years of the initial idea and then incubation and then what it actually is that you will be rebranding two, three times within five years, right? So if it makes you feel better and just have a little icon or a logo or whatever to begin with, sure, go for it. But, you know, it's not just start. 
Yeah, because it's an investment, right? I mean, having a, be, yeah. having an, a, a website, it, no matter how big or small, it may just be a landing page, you know, that has a little bit about your mission and vision and maybe your logo um, and buying your URL if you've decided that, you know, you want to do that. So there's a lot of little bits and pieces to consider. But I love your advice to say to people, you know what, take a deep breath. Just get out there and meet some people. Just for the start. Few months. Yeah. yeah. Just, just start and get going and figure out what your offering is, figure out what your pricing is. Is it services? Is it products? You know, do your research. Absolutely. Always. That's probably step two and three. Do your research. Price it well. See what's your value added as well. How are you different than others? Do your market research always and, and just get going. Talk to people. See what happens. That's a really one. I absolutely love your advice, Kate, because, you know, there's nothing better than talking to someone who's walked the walk and talked the talk, right? Because as our businesses grow, sometimes we forget, you know, one of the quotes that we use in our series is, you know, everyone starts and remembers the days when they started in the trenches with a great idea. But, you know, when you're into six months or a year or 18 months or two years, sometimes you forget some of the yeah. things that you started because you're just running at Mach 2 with your hair on fire trying to get sales, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess the last one would be set the goals and set realistic goals. That's the key. That's, the realistic the key. goals. The realistic right? goals. That's the clue because, yeah, we all have great goals and dreams and that's good to have that as well. But set realistic goals for yourself. Yeah, I mean, we all want to have a million plus dollar yeah, company, sure but it do. doesn't happen in the first year, right? <laughs> Most likely not, no. Yeah, <laughs> On average, exactly. probably not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I love the practical advice that you've provided to our viewing and listening audience, Kate, because that really helps to make the connection and take some of the fear, perhaps, away of just taking that first step. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice, and your three words are don't give up. So explain to our viewing and listening audience why those are so important. I think it's just, you know, if you asked me three years ago what they were, they were probably something different. But for the last three years and what we went through globally, right, it, it just feels appropriate to say don't give up. And even go one, one step further, don't give up on yourself. Ah. That's, I think, you know, I only had three words, but I really needed four. <laughs> <laughs> <We should take. laughs> right? Like it's, and, and that's something that I have to tell myself every single morning as well. Right. That's, right. you know, it's advice for others, but it's advice for me every single morning, get up and do it and don't give up. And yes, you need to adjust. You need to be realistic. Maybe you need to step back, move forward. Maybe it's not the right time for the business. Maybe you need to transition, right? I transitioned from full-time business to part-time business twice already. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. There's no that's rules. Fine. Right? There's no rules. Exactly. Yeah. Like the constant change is constant, right? Mm -hmm. So just don't give up. Yeah. Oh, that's really dreams. wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Kate, for spending some time with me today and giving such practical tips, not just for those who are in the startup phase, but to any small and medium-sized business owner, because I think sometimes we need to hear that uh, the journey is a little bit bumpy and we're all in this, uh, you know, we all experience the same things. And uh, I love your uh, four words of advice. Don't give up on yourself. <laughs> Thanks so thank much for so joining much. me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. To those who have joined us today, I'd like to thank you for tuning into this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. If you'd like to connect with our guest, you'll find her contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.